Welcome to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass for you by me, Jen Spiegel. I am your host and also the founder of Becoming Iconic, which is a global brand supporting entrepreneurs in their life, business, and most importantly, leadership. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy. Welcome to this week's masterclass with someone I am delighted to share with you. This is one of the most impeccable humans I have ever come in contact with because of her deep love, deep love for humans. I've never met someone, and that's the truth, who is as loving and kind and considerate as Rebecca. Rebecca is formally the founder of Leo Tree Wellness, which is an incredible story. She's going to tell you all about it. But she also runs the Planting Wildflowers podcast, which is so good. Friends, go check it out. It's it's a great podcast with some really beautiful, brilliant ways of living, which is what she's an advocate for. And she's just opened up Wildflowers Collective, which is a beautiful membership. And we're going to talk about meditation today. Rebecca and I worked together in 2021. She came into one of my programs and we had a lot of time to spend. And I learned so much about meditation and specifically primordial meditation through Rebecca. And that's what I wanted to share with you all today. This is pretty revolutionary, but also at the same time, very ancient and has been around forever. But for us, I don't know if we really know what this is. And I love collecting tools to support me in my life and business. So Rebecca, it is the most amazing thing and feeling to have you on this masterclass today. Thank you for being here. What a joy to be here, Jen. You know, I love you. I love this podcast. And I just love having experiences with you. So thank you for the invitation to spend some time with you and your entire audience. Such a thrill. Well, we have a lot to learn through you. That's the truth. You have always been someone who pays attention to the things around us that can support us as we grow, whether that is in relationship with self or businesses, or simply just grounding back into the things that are all around us, like nature. I know you are an advocate for essential oils, and you have built a credible team through doTERRA, and you just always have been someone that I love and I appreciate who looks at things and like sees how supportive it can be and you implement it and then teach. And I love leaders who do that. So thank you for being such a great example of that. I think it's so important. And I think anytime you're willing to take a look at all the nuances and the details of any one thing, doesn't matter what it is, it's different for everyone. It will lead you to your next experience. It's it, And that's how we evolve. That's how we grow into where we're headed next. That's it. Were you always like that? Were you always someone curious about nature? Uh, you know what? That's a really good question. I spent a lot of time outside as a child. I grew up in the city, though. So my exposure to like really being immersed in nature wasn't significant. But yeah, now it's, I mean, it's the number one place to be. <laughs> it is. What sparked it then? Sophie, that wasn't necessarily something you always had or practiced. What was the spark for you? I remember someone, and I don't know who the person was, I can remember someone saying to me, pay attention to the way you feel when you're in certain areas. Like if you can close your eyes and still have a really beautiful experience, like you can go to picture two of my favorite examples are the beach and a forest. Those are both extraordinary places to be. And even though we're not there right now, 
we remember the feeling of it. You just smiled because I know you pictured yourself on the beach. You can feel it. You can hear it. You can probably smell it. It's very sensory. And as soon as you begin to pay attention to the way you're consuming information, because nature's always telling us things. It's, it's giving us information all the time. It's downloading constantly. And when you can pay close attention to that, you get to take the learning with you. So even if you're not there in the moment, you can transport yourself there because the memory of all of those things is so vivid. It offered you so much that you can never forget. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. When you said that, and it's very distinctive actually, because how I feel at the beach is different than how I feel in the forest Mm. and not one is better than the other. It's just a different feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, the beach is like this, this feeling of openness and vastness where a forest, I always, it feels magical. Like there's a whole bunch of secrets hiding in, in that space. It's awesome. Yeah. And the air is different. Like when you're by an ocean, it's, you can, I just find I can breathe deeply because I think I see that space and there's a clean smell to the air. And then when you're in a forest, it's a little bit more damp and there's like that mossy smell. And, oh, I love these things. I could geek out and just talk about the experience of being in nature. I was, I was raised that way. I was always on a hike with my parents as a small child. So you started to think about how you were feeling in these, these places around nature. And that was what sparked you into going into Ayurveda. Yeah. So I had a friend who had introduced me to essential oils first, and I'm going to give her all of the credit because she got me thinking about nature and how you can distill nature and how you can use it to support yourself and and all of those things. She really expanded the way I looked at nature, the way you could harness the power of it. From there, that's what took me into the evolution into Ayurveda. Ayurveda is the science of life. It is for most people, it's most easily understood if you think of yoga, which we're all somewhat familiar with here in the West, but we've perceived yoga as this physical thing that we do. It's a, it's a series of postures when in reality, yoga is a mindset. It's a way of being. Ayurveda is actually the sister science to yoga, and it is the science and the work the body, like our tangible selves. So Ayurveda is the implementation of things like herbs, oils, the things that are, are tangible that help us work within our bodies. They are supportive of a yogic state, but they are, they're a sister. I love referring to it as a, as a sister study. And you can sort of see the tie in there right away, which then just leads to the next thing, the next exploration, I guess, is the best way to put it, while maintaining everything that you've learned. It's a slow learning and sustainable learning. It's a lifestyle. I'm just going to ask you that. Is this, in fact, a lifestyle? So I see that you were learning these things, but I also know you today, and I would say that you live those things. So is it tools, but also a lifestyle? So you just become the teachings? Very much so. So if you are, the way you want to think about Ayurveda is that we all have, each of us as individuals, we are all made up of, or we're constitutions. So in Ayurveda, if you're familiar with the terminology at all, there are three main constitutions. There's Kapha, Vata, and Pitta. Each of these constitutions is 
represented by the elements that make up everything in the universe. So that's ether, air, fire, water. Which one did I miss? Oh, isn't that funny? I should miss this right now. It's going to come to me. See, things whiz in and out of my head all the time. But these elements are what form every, literally everything from the tree that you can see outside of your window to your emotions. Your emotions are made of these elements. Um, at literally anything, the book on your desktop. And what's fascinating is that we are, as we live our lives, we are always trying to maintain homeostasis or balance of some kind. When you understand your constitution, me, for example, I am, there's the one that I missed, earth, the very one that the, the, the main element that comprises me as an individual is the one that I forgot. The earth element is significant because it is representative of being grounded and being solid. Sometimes it can get out of balance though and can become stagnant. Too much groundedness can become sedentary. So in an Ayurvedic approach to living your life, you want to then support that earth or that kapha dosha that we call it by offering the opposite, which would be a fire element or um, an air element, something that represents the opposite. It is something that can be studied extensively. Some people choose to use it and apply it to their lifestyle as it relates to their physical body. But many, when they begin to understand how it applies to our physicality, will then take that and apply it to all of the things in their life, their emotional well-being, their mental well-being. And it becomes something of a fascination because you, you really begin to see yourself in nature. So for example, if you're like me and you are very, I'm a kapha dosha. So that means I am primarily the two elements that I represent are earth and water. Very feminine, liquidy, juicy is a word that we almost that we use a lot, but also earthy. This is a season. We are also in a kapha season. So it would be very likely for me to become off balance. So what can I do to increase fire and get things going? Exercise is a really big one for someone like myself using herbs that stimulate what we call agni or digestive fire, really get things going that way. So herbs, essential oils, essential oils are a fun one to play with because you can use some of those hotter elements. Think of cinnamon, think of clove, all of those kinds of things just help balance things out and let you allow for you to live a more balanced or harmonious life day to day. That's a long-winded answer there, Jen. No, it was really good. I was soaking it all in and really grateful to learn through you because these things really matter, Rebecca. Like I think a lot of times as we're growing our lives and businesses, we we pay attention to things that get to amplify the basis of how we are living behind the scenes. So what I mean by that is like personal leadership for me is my jam. And how we are supporting ourselves then pours out into the work we do in the world. And I I believe a lot of entrepreneurs put the work before these types of understandings or evolution support leadership that will actually create something even bigger and better than we even imagined. And I really appreciate these types of conversations because they're easy to 
have a concept drop in and be like, oh, that sounds great. And then move along versus what I'm learning through you is how can I take these things and also acknowledge how every day is different, every season is different. And I have all these things available to me to feel really good and really grounded most of the time. I want to say at all times, but most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's, um, it's a practice that never leaves you. The more you learn, the more you want to learn. You just, it's like this continuous exploration. And I think the, 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 my very favorite piece in all of it is that you begin to really see yourself in everything. When you're out for, for a walk in nature, like we talked about in the beginning, you begin to see the similarities between the behaviors in nature and the behaviors within yourself. There's messages all over. Yeah. So this must have been what led you then. It's just the continuum into meditation. Yeah. Because when we worked together, this was what you were working through and being certified in. So could you tell us this incredible story of meditation and how that just got to stack on top of all of this great knowledge you already have? Yeah, I, I appreciate you asking about that. I I used to think meditation was the weirdest thing that people could do. It seemed like a colossal waste of time. Um, it, I would see people doing it and I thought that is so strange. They're, you know, and then I became curious or I was at least open to the idea that maybe there is something to this. Maybe there is a possibility that people could slow themselves down just long enough to give themselves space around their thoughts to consider what their next action is. And I thought, wow, if, if I could do something like that, that would really change. It changes your trajectory. When you have, you have a moment or two just to pause and consider what you're about to do, it, it changes everything. I knew that if I was going to delve into it and if I was going to share it with other people, that there would be others out there that would be thinking like I previously thought that this was just weird. So I wanted to get really comfortable with it, practice it myself for an extended period of time. So I had the experience of meditation to rely on. And then I also knew that I wanted to be educated in the science, the actual science of meditation so that I could support people who need to know the the whys and the hows and all of the intricacies of the practice because it has a profound effect on the mind and body it's important to understand the mechanics for someone to to be willing to trust meditation as a tool that could work for them was super important so i decided to study through the chopra center because of its international recognition and i really loved the idea of being able to work in a large classroom with students from all over the globe. I thought that would really enhance the experience because many of the students I expected to be from India and that was accurate. Um, I expected students from Europe and I expected some people from North America. That to me was a big check mark to yes, this is a universally accepted practice. This is something that people in the world still want to learn about. And it became something that was no longer in my head. Oh, I'm going to learn the mechanics of meditation because I want to do this, this, and this with it. It became something that literally settled into my heart. And I knew that 
I, well, the times that we're living in, I knew that this was a tool that would benefit everyone. If they had even the tiniest fraction of willingness to learn, I would be the person that could bring it to them because I understood the start point. I was in, I'm still in the process of learning and experience, experiencing all that meditation has to offer. And I, I think I will be forever curious about what else is available within meditation. So here I am as a meditation teacher now fulfilling something that is, yeah, just so special and having the honor of walking through this, this guided meditation teaching. I I opened up the Wildflowers Collective so that I could invite people into this experience. And here we are, we're a full, we're about five weeks into the program now. And it is, I hope my guests are as fulfilled as I am, but it is the most fulfilling thing I've done so far in my career. It's beautiful, beautiful. Just so you know, I've heard feedback and people are loving it. So if I get to gift that to you today, that's beautiful. I hope they're telling you, but I've certainly heard from mutual friends who are in your collective. And for many, what I'm assuming as well is this is a really great collective to come into because you're recognizing that the the art and that first step into meditation is probably what I'm, I'm understanding the hardest one, the willingness to learn something new, the willingness to settle into something and just trust and surrender. And I have to say, friends, if you're sitting here going, that's me. I have to tell you to go find Rebecca. You would be in the best hands and heart out there. And I can't think of somebody better to do exactly what you're doing. It's you're a gift. Thank you. That is yeah, su- super kind of you to share with me. It's I'm very aware of the fact that 95% of people, maybe even more than that, at least the 95 that I spoke to when I was beginning to put this out into the world, would have the exact same response to meditation. And it was something along the lines, I'm not able to meditate, or I can't sit still long enough to meditate. And I always wanted to offer back this this sentiment, what are you filling all of those small gaps in your mind with? Like, why are we butting up? And we all do this. We're butting up every thought to the next thought. We give ourselves no pause, not even a breath. And even the breath, I mean, meditation is largely about the power of breath. Even our breath pauses at the top and at the bottom of an inhale and exhale. And if you've never noticed that, slow down today and do that. It pauses at the top and it pauses at the bottom. We need to do more of this. When we slow down, we actually expand time, which is the strangest concept to really think about until you stop and think about it. And then you notice so much in your so much time and space. Just everything feels like it's expanding around you. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I feel like you just described it in a way that I've never actually heard, but I was able to fully receive. As you were talking about the breath, I felt myself take a breath in and pause and exhale and pause and just the power in acknowledging these things that are miracles and magic in our lives. And when you say we don't pause enough, I I have to tell you a personal story of this morning. I had a workout and I bought myself a red light panel and I'm loving it. 
But like anything, it's a really easy thing to go, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. And I did it today with no music, no meditation. I simply wanted to practice being completely still and quiet and feel my discomfort in that. And it was a really interesting moment with myself of why am I so uncomfortable with nothing? Not a to do, not an I should, just being with myself. And as soon as I allowed myself to settle into it, just these downloads came flooding in. And I thought, oh, why don't I do this all the time? It's the most valuable thing I think I could do in my day because I had such clarity and direction and intuitive hits. It felt beautiful. So thank you for piecing that together for me today too. I appreciate that. I love that you did that. In fact, in our group, we, on Saturday morning, we met for our group meditation. And I said to the girls, if you are doing the meditations and you're finding that it's still really hard to create focus, don't go down that rabbit hole of believing that you weren't cut out for meditation because everyone is. Even if meditation is simply one breath, if you can follow that breath, all the way in, like picturing the air coming up to the third eye, picturing it coming in, and then following it all the way back down, all the way to the belly. If you can do that twice and you focused on it twice, you can even count it out. Inhale, exhale one, inhale, exhale two. You've meditated today. You've held your focus on something other than the grocery list and the beds that need to be made and somebody needs to be picked up. That's meditation. And then the next day, maybe you aim for three breaths of focus. And before you know it, you're able to sit down and enjoy 20 minutes of expanding time. Isn't that like you are a time expander? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who wouldn't want this? Because all you ever hear in our world is I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm overwhelmed, if only. And so I really appreciate that you just really eliminated that excuse Mm. of feeling like we don't have enough time. And you said something else that I think is just really important to reiterate is that you notice things differently when you stop to pause. You actually look like I know for me, I remember seeing nature differently. I have windows in my entire house. There's not a lot of walls without big windows. And I live in a forest and I would look at the trees, but you start to take them a little bit for granted after so many years of living here. And it was just the last year and a half, two years where I would really look at them and I would energetically want to like give gratitude to them. And it was such an incredible experience. And then you see them differently. You notice things, you see beauty all around you. And I think so often we attach beauty or that feeling to achievement or a luxury bag. And I think, oh my goodness, it's so available out the front door. That feeling you're looking for is right there. And you're really supporting us in this masterclass to tap into that. I, this is revolutionary. Oh, thanks, Jen. It's a relationship, just like any other relationship. It's a relationship with nature. And it's, it's, the relationship you you need you might not know you need it but as soon as you discover it like the love of your life if you have that in your life how can you imagine being without the love of your life that's the relationship with nature and the more we spend time nurturing that the stronger it really gets that's part of being a gracious person too offering your gratitude or being in relationship with nature allows you to see the beauty, which is one of, I might get this, I might butcher this a little bit, but there are three goddesses that are, 
yeah, goddesses that are either Greek or Roman mythology, maybe the both of them. And these three goddesses are the goddesses of grace. And one of their gifts is the gift of beauty. And that is observed through, like you said, the, the things in nature. Maybe we didn't notice the time of year that that particular tree bloomed or the radiant color that it produces or any of those kinds of things. And it just, it takes you to new places. I probably totally butchered the mythology piece. So if anyone's researching that, you can bust my chops a bit later. <laughs> You know what, we could get caught up in detail or we can get caught up in the vision of that and the feeling of that. And that's the important piece. I would love for you to share though, specifically about primordial meditation. Mm -hmm. This was really something I'm still very highly curious about and we need to have an offline conversation around, but primordial meditation was something you taught me. And I am really excited for people listening in to learn about this unique, special, personalized experience they get to hold. Yes, it is. It's mind blowing. There's no other way to put it. It is. It takes meditation to a totally different level, a new place, a new experience. So primordial sound is a meditation that is based in this idea that at the time and place of your birth, the universe was creating a sound. So there are 108 primordial sounds, and these are recorded in time by ancient sages, seers. And through primordial sound meditation, you you discover what your unique sound is. So the sound that was made at the time of your birth. Now, why would somebody want to know this? What, what kind of relevance would it have in their life? It's relevant because if meditation is part of your practice and you want to go deeper, you learn that this sound is connected to your potential. So there's this moment of just prior to your physical arrival on the planet, before you're born, you are unmanifest. And then at the point of your arrival, you are manifested. But at that moment, you are pure potential. So the sound that the universe is making, it is said, takes you back to that place of pure potentiality. Yeah, I have shivers all the way down my legs. You too. <laughs> so when you learn your sound, it becomes your mantra. And I'm sure everyone's heard of mantras before. There's very simple mantras out there like I am this or I am that or even thank you is a is a mantra a lot of simple ones this one is a unique sound associated with you personally and in your meditation your primordial sound meditation you are taught to use this in a in a chanting way but in your own mind it's like you're listening to your own thoughts and you're repeating your primordial sound to take you deeper into the experience of meditation and return you to that place of pure potential very, very beautiful concept. Um, and having experienced it myself, I layer this into all, there's so many different kinds of meditation, but this is the one that for me is so special because it's, it's, it's just mine. It's my sound. It's my pure potential. 
it's it's really an extraordinary experience. So I I will be offering primordial sound workshops in the near future. Um, the plan was a little well, the plan was originally March of 2022, and it it will happen just a little bit after that. Things things have gone not I won't say they've gone sideways, but they've just been backed off just a little bit because I'm really pouring myself into. Um, the collective, the Wildflowers Collective, but Primordial Sound is coming up because I want to share this and allow for other people to experience the depth to which they can take their own personal meditation experience. It's it's lovely. And for me, I, I had God bumps all over when you were telling that story. And it's it's such a beautiful idea to feel like I have this unique sound that's special to me. But in that moment, I also spend time identifying my pure potential when I was manifested, when I came into physical being. I mean, that moment, don't we all in some ways wonder, like we don't remember. My son says he remembers that actually. It's interesting, but um, that I don't, I don't judge it. I don't know if he does or doesn't. I, I don't want to ask a lot of questions because if he does, that's really amazing. But I know for me, I have no recollection of that, but to bring us back to that moment of birth where everything was pure, where it was nothing but love, no fear, no sadness, no hurt, no anger. It was the most pure state we were ever in. I mean, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> To have something that supports you to go back to that moment where you remember who you really are. Yeah, yeah. That's what really makes it special. And the feedback from anyone who has experienced it has always been so um, profound, just in the sense that it, it simplifies everything in their life. And I want to clarify too, meditation is something that has I've grown into. I am not someone who professes that meditation is the silver bullet for all of the things in your life that need course correcting, but it is the number one tool I would recommend to anyone who needs to focus, gain clarity, and be gracious with themselves. Like literally grace and space is yours when you decide meditation has a priority in your life. It's yours, grace and space all yours, all you need to do, start with a breath in and out, notice what's happening, and then begin to expand from there. It's um, primordial sound though is, it's next level. It's, it's special experience. It really is. You are a special experience. You really are. And what I knew would happen through this conversation is people feeling your depth and people feeling your sincerity and people feeling your love. Because I meant it when I said at the beginning, you are the most incredible human when it comes to that. I can't help but want to up-level my care for others when I'm around you. You leave people better than when they came to you. It's, it's just who you are. And it is just an absolute privilege and honor to support you. And really, I want to emphasize anybody listening, please go and hang out with Rebecca. Just be in her presence. She's so special and the world needs more Rebecca. So please go and hang out. And and I want to recommend joining the collective and we'll put that in the show notes, Rebecca, so people can click and come over and hang out where they choose. Mm -hmm. 
where would you suggest they start? If someone's new to you and coming over, what would you love to say to them? Where could they go to start really feeling your essence? I think for right now, I've been spending most of my time on Instagram. This is where you see the the three-dimensional version of me, you know, because I I have a lot of loves in my life and I like to showcase them all there. Some are silly, some are serious, some are deep, some are not. <laughs> but if you are looking to do to partner with someone in in any way, I think you need to to feel like you have a relationship with them, like you can trust them. Just follow along on Instagram for a little while and see if I'm your cup of tea or not. And if so, then decide where you can join me from there. There's the podcast reveals my podcast reveals a lot about myself. Um, and the wildflowers collective, certainly, although it's only, you know, five weeks old, it has really been a place where I can step into my real self. So you'll get the real me there for sure. And is that open all the time? Can people step into the collective at any point? That's beautiful. Good. Yeah. And your, your podcast is amazing. You've had some really beautiful conversations on there that have lifted me and, um, I love listening to you. So thank you. Thank you. I feel this is one of those podcasts when it it's closing. Sometimes I feel very energetic, like, Ooh, that was such a great conversation. This one, I feel very still peaceful, open, available. And that's what you do. And it was such a pleasure to share you and have you here and learn through you, Rebecca. That's an amazing compliment. That might be my favorite compliment ever, Jen. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you to you for paving the way for me to be able to offer meditation in a, in a broader way. Your business guidance and your friendship has been the ticket to me knowing there, it goes from wanting to do something to knowing how to share it with other people. And I have you to thank for that. So thank you very much for being in my life. Mm, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass. You being here really matters to me. Generosity is a core belief and value of this brand. And I wanted to give you three simple ways of being that and leading that right now in your life. Number one is leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're currently listening on. This is a beautiful way of extending this podcast out to the world and new faces and heartbeats learning about it. Number two is sharing on your social media. Please make sure to tag me, Becoming Iconic, and I'll be sure to reach share you and just keep the love going. And number three is cut and paste this link into a text and send it to somebody specific who came to mind as you were listening. Maybe there was somebody who you felt would really benefit from this conversation. That's such a beautiful way of sharing with someone else and also sharing this podcast. Please know that generosity is also something I model all the time. And we have the Manifestation in Motion course for free for you over the Becoming Iconic website. It's becomingiconic.co.co. It's sitting there waiting for you. Five recorded modules, downloadables, and it is so sacred and special to me because this is the course that I taught right before my social media was hacked and taken away. And because of this course, I was able to capture so many memories and photos and all the beautiful value I put out. So it didn't feel like a total loss when that happened. It's really a beautiful way of manifesting in your life and these beautiful rituals to support you in that. I appreciate you being here. You matter to me. This matters to me. And now we are called in to go and make it a great day.